listening to Ready Reset with me, your host, Chelsea Jackson. I'm probably not a good person to have on this podcast. No. (laughs) Okay. Hello, guys. This is episode two, and today I have <laughs> today. <laughs> okay, Whew. today I have with me Miss Jessica Davidson. Jessica's here. I'm here for episode two. Yeah, and we're just gonna talk about our weeks. I don't know how this is gonna go. I feel like this is just gonna be chaotic consistency. You know? Yeah, I don't know. that's just yeah we're just going with the flow okay so um where are we starting how's your week been how was your week so here's the thing about me like I low-key live in a life of chaos whether Mm -hmm. that's mental chaos emotional just random stuff so I absolutely feel that so you know we can be chaotic together but as far as my week uh you know I started the week off in pretty good spirit so this is my second week of my second year of grad school. So a lot of seconds. Um, yeah. Um, and so I'm not gonna lie, like I, I I was a bit unsure how this semester was gonna go. And so I did spend a lot of time just trying to get my life together one day. I'm the type of person who will be like, I don't know, midnight. And I have this like idea, okay, I didn't get my planner out. I need to figure everything out and then I can go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so I had one of those moments. I don't think it was this week, but I think it was late last week. And so I kind of had like a plan out of like, okay, this is how I'm going to be productive this week. And it gave me some direction. Um, But even still in this week, I wasn't able to get everything done that I expected to in the time frame that I wanted Mm -hmm. to. So I think as far as my week was overall good, but I think it's just been teaching me to go with the flow and just to keep adjusting because sometimes I could be really like on myself or like you didn't meet this personal deadline or like now you're behind and like it's already the second week of like school what are you doing um so yeah those are just some of the things that were just going on in my head but I really just tried to learn just to go with the flow to not let things affect me too much and just try to try to find some happy moments because when I tell you it is it is rough grad school they try it they really do but you know I'm still here the end of the week still here and yeah we're all still here I definitely resonate with the whole like go with the flow not trying to be as stressed over not meeting like personal deadlines or just checking off all the boxes on your to-do list I one this week in general has been very stressful for me I have been trying to register for classes trying to figure out if I want to go back to school for another four years or whatever to get another degree completely separate from what I studied you know um, at Oakwood and so on top of that I've been trying to request things from Oakwood trying to make sure my degree is going to come, you know, making sure I don't have to pay any bills or whatever the case may be. And then I have outside stuff that has nothing to do with school, like preparing for, you know, this new teaching job at our old 
um, school. And for those who don't know, that's Carolina Evans Academy in good old North Carolina. Um, so all of that is like, I, it's just a lot, a lot is going on. I have written down things to do in my journal, you know, made my little boxes for me to check off. And yesterday I was productive. So claps to that. But the day before that, I just felt like I didn't get anything done. I went back to my to-do list for the day and I checked off one thing and that was laundry (laughs) out of my long list of stuff to do. And I was like, you know, that's okay because we have tomorrow. We have, you know, the next week, if need be, we have the weekend to get stuff done. So not stressing over things that you haven't been able to accomplish is something that you have to learn and practice. But when you you know, start implementing that into your life, you realize that you start putting less stress on yourself and stop um, overwhelming yourself as much as you might have done in the past. So, yes, I think we all can, you know, relate to that part. Um, Let's see. So for those who don't know, what are you studying in grad school? Oh, yeah. Um, So I am studying um, to become a dietitian. So mm-hmm. I guess the formal terminology of my program is it's a master's of public health mm-hmm. in nutrition slash dietetics. So it's like a combination of like public health and nutrition. Um, so it's my second year. I had like a 12 week long summer internship, which was a whole, that could be a whole nother episode in itself. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a big learning experience. So I have that under my belt and, um, yeah, I just, I, I love, I love the way public health just talks about, you know, how all of your life is impacted by all different factors, whether that's your environment, society, politics, your background, your identity, all of that kind of merges into just your health as a person, health as communities, and then putting the nutrition component in there. Love to eat. I love to cook all of that. I'm chef gorgeous. So, you know, it's like the best of both worlds for me. And even though the program can be stressful a lot, I'm still trying to remind myself of the reason why I wanted to go into this. Um, And every time I do, it always like gives me like some hope and motivation to get out there and just finish and like impact the world. Um, So that was that was a lot you just asked no that was good program was, but you know I just felt like I was gonna put that little side speech in there <laughs> okay so since we're talking about school and food two things yeah. so the first one is Biden's announcement on you know the whole student loan forgiveness yeah. thing. I mean personally I took out one loan during school um and everything else was paid for you know, through scholarships and stuff like that and grants. Um, But I am still very thankful for this new like initiative that's going to be happening. Um, Let me pull up the website that I have up. So I want to get everything. Wait, where is it? It's up here. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, just I'm saying the right things. And not giving out, you know, false false reasons. (laughs) Don't want to do that. (laughs) Okay, so um, there's a lot of words and they're tiny little 
letters. But okay, so the first thing is for individual borrowers who make less than 125000 a year and married couples or heads of households who make less than two fifty yearly, they have up to 10000 um, of their loans forgiven. And then we have the same number. So, you know, had individual bar- borrowers, excuse me, who make less than 125 and then couples or heads of households who make less than 250, but did receive Pell grants during undergraduate schooling will have up to 20,000 of their student loans forgiven. So I feel like, I don't know. I think those are good numbers and good numbers to start with. However, I know some people who, you know, 10,000, that's not putting a dent in anything. That's like a little, I don't even know, like a dot on a piece of paper that you can barely see. But um, uh, I guess we're getting somewhere. Yeah, no. Everyone has to start somewhere. Everyone has to start somewhere. And I remember when the announcement came out, I was sitting outside before class with one of my friends slash classmates in my my cohort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking about like, yay, like, you know, this is a great start. But then also talking on the flip side of it, being like, like you're saying, it's not a whole bunch. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, for those who, you know, tried to have as many academic opportunities as they could in school or wanted to do like higher learning. So like wanted to get a master's or a doctor, or whatever. You could be talking mm-hmm. about some like $100,000 of loans. And so $10,000, I mean, you're still left with 90. Or yeah. so, so it's, that's not to sound ungrateful because I, like you said, I do think this is a good place to start with. And I hope it shows like an ongoing trend of, you know, continual loan forgiveness um Mm -hmm. but you know I'm hoping this is just not something to put out there to say oh we did forgive loans but it's like proportionate (laughs) to the amount of loans that people have and then their ability to like pay it off because again like we live in a world where the cost of everything's gone up and so not only are right not only are people struggling to like pay off loans but people are struggling. Um, and my people just live. Just live. Like us yeah. as young adults just trying to get out there and set ourselves up. And we might be taking rents here or car notes and all these things. We're struggling to live. And so, you know, for the sake, for the sake of the fact that we're technically assets to this economy, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, it'd be great to see more of an investment in yeah. lives after we finish school um but anyways I'm grateful for the 10,000 nonetheless I think that's great but I just hope further down the line that have a little bit yeah a little more and I I could be mistaken so if I am I do apologize but the word that I saw for both of the things um you know if, if you did receive Pell Grants or if you didn't receive a Pell Grant was undergraduate. So I don't think that this is covering anything beyond, I don't think it's like covering grad school or, you know, medical school, whatever the case may be. Um, 
and I know that I have friends that are in med school and I know how much med school costs. I know how much, you know, graduate school programs cost. And, you know, sometimes even for undergraduate too, some of that debt, you know, follows you for your entire lifetime. So um, again, yes, thank you for the 10,000. However, we got to separate game up. I don't know. I just feel like a lot more could be done. I think that a lot more people are deserving of much more. And then we also have to remember, you know, why student loans are a thing to begin with, why they were put into place. Um, Yeah, so I feel like we can go to our next. I don't know if that's a weird abrupt ending. No, it's not. I was just going <laughs> to so say. Political con- uh, conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I was just going to say, because I was also wondering too, if it had to do with graduate students and. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I. It seems like it's. it's a lot undergrad. of the wording I'm seeing is seeing it's undergrad. So. Oh, wait. Maybe. I don't know. That's another thing that I have to research a little more. It needs a part two. That's <laughs> that's matter. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But also, if you think of, and we're going to end this soon, because, you know, politics for the whole thing isn't what <laughs> some people signed up for. And I'm no expert. But if you like, think about a four-year institution, and the amount that a student has to pay for each year, mm-hmm. you know, if tuition is 20000 a year, you know, quick maths, what is that? Two, four, six, eight, <laughs> you know, 80000 maybe more. So 10000 forgiveness, 10000 you know, in loan forgiveness compared to, you know, an $80,000 loan if someone had to take out loans to cover their tuition for all four years, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, like we said, thanks for the 10,000, Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's, there's so much more that needs to be covered. And, you know, based off of my parents talking to me about like student loans and stuff like that, they don't even give you time. They just take it from you and you don't know, like there's no sort of you know, warning or whatever the case may be, like, you'll look at your bank account one day, and it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I did have student loans. They didn't take that away from me. I do have to pay this back. I know there's, like, Um, sometimes, like, a six-month period. I didn't, like, in undergrad, I mean, I was very thankful because I just, like, did a whole bunch of searching to find scholarships just to kind Mm -hmm. of think it through, so I'm not exactly sure what that looks like for undergrad, but I do know for, like, now, with the loans I have, there's like a six month grace period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not sure. But then, yeah. And I guess too, our experience may be different than others because we went to a private institution. So our tuition was a lot more versus someone who went to public mm-hmm. school. This could be yeah. you know, very like helpful because it's not going to be as much, especially if you went in state. So yeah, a yeah. lot of things to consider with that one. <laughs> a lot of things to consider with that one. But um, again, yeah, thanks for the 10,000. I just started thinking of um, just all the stuff that surrounds uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala? Kamala? You know, I don't know how to say people's names. Is it Kamala? Yeah. 
Okay, I thought so. Anyway, uh, topic for another podcast. Maybe we'll have Michael come on and <laughs> give his take. No, you don't know. We can talk about health. He's <laughs> a dear friend. Shout out to um, the political Mike. He has his own podcast on all the podcast streaming networks. So listen to that. Shameless plug. Um, yeah. So. You are in dietetics mm-hmm. and, you know, nutrition, all of that good stuff. What has been or what is your go-to, like, comfort meal? Ooh, my go-to comfort meal. So everybody that knows me knows I love potatoes in any form. Mm-hmm. Love potatoes. So I don't know, my go-to comfort food potatoes like I love a good mashed potatoes red skin mashed potatoes oh my goodness um tater tots like fried potatoes and I know people be like oh you're a dietitian you're a dietetic student are you talking about fried food but listen you got to have your little treat here and there okay but when it comes to a meal um I don't know I think it just depends on the mood that I'm in so like I think I will okay oh okay I'll say this so there's this um there is this place in Whiteville called El Chapeado they have Mm -hmm. the best like authentic burritos and I think that burritos and like tacos kind of fall in the category of my comfort meal with like a side of Spanish rice and like some good avocados Oh, and then you throw in like potatoes or something in there. That's it. That's honestly okay. It. So Mexican food is what I'm. So Mexican hearing. food, and then you have like, to add potatoes. But you, but but the potatoes, yeah, potatoes make it a bonus. It's really mm-hmm. hard because I really don't have like one favorite meal that I can pinpoint. Like, oh, that's a meal I like yeah. Every time, Mexican food for sure, and then of course like the Southern in me. I love a good piece of cornbread with like greens mm, and some Louisiana yeah. hot sauce. Like to me, that's another comfort like meal per se. Yeah. I just love food in general. So honestly, <laughs> honestly, yeah. you know, any type of food that's like warm and like has some savory and has some sweetness to it um, and some crunch but then also softness. I think the texture mm-hmm. too also kind of play into my like favorite comfort yeah. meal. So cornbread, that cornbread, that, mm, that hits a part in my soul. It reaches something it deep reaches. down there and it just yeah. touches it and it satisfies. It, oh yeah. Satisfies. It's uh, quiet. Cornbread is definitely a staple. Like I can eat that <sighs> by itself all day every day and it's not the healthiest especially the way that I like it made however (laughs) however it's good and I don't care (laughs) sorry to (laughs) sorry to you Jessica no but listen well I was gonna share a fun fact well the uh, nutrition police on me no no I was gonna share a fun fact so like um I had a class last semester and we were talking about like it's the I don't say the history of Southern food, mm-hmm. but just 
you know, the different nutritional components in Southern food, because I think a lot of times soul food gets this bad rep of something that's like super high and all this fat and fried and sugar. And like, you don't need to eat that, which I find a problem with because when we stigmatize a certain type of cultural, like food, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of like go into the whole conversation about, you know, yeah, it starts to play into the race. Yeah. Right. So, so anyways, let me go back to my original thought. So we were talking about like the nutrition in soul food, which I thought was cool. And so actually in terms of like cornbread versus like your Southern biscuit, we were talking about how, um, in times where people were really able to afford, you know, cornmeal and stuff, because I think guess back in the day, cornmeal was a little more expensive than like your regular flour that you're getting. It was having like more nutrition than like their refined flowers. So anyways, I say all that to say like, eat your cornbread, eat your green. Cornbread is healthy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can make it healthy, but yeah, like eat your cornbread, eat your greens. Oh my goodness, sweet potatoes. Like this whole craze with like everybody and sweet potatoes these days. Like we've been eating sweet potatoes. Now, granted, you know, of course, you have to watch out for like the sugar and fat, but whatever. But with like yeah. these are the foods that we've already been soul eating. Soul food is good soul for the soul. Food. It's good for the soul. <laughs> and you also need your your not necessarily your daily fix, but you need your fix of soul food. Yes, that's Absolutely. it. Fun fact, though, I don't like sweet potatoes. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't. I, I just I, thinking I about it makes me feel weird. <laughs> I don't like them. I'm trying to because so I feel like there was someone else who doesn't like sweet potatoes, but maybe it was you. So not even it's sweet potato pie, like not you. No, I just don't want any of it. Oh. Sweet potato fries, sweet potato pie. None of it. What none is it about sweet potatoes? Yeah, I don't want I don't know. That's the thing. I just don't like the taste. I've tried and I will continue to try. But every time I try, I just, you know, remember why I don't like it. It's just, I don't, I, That's any other potato I'll take. <laughs> I just don't like sweet potato. <laughs> not the sweet potato. Okay. So for me personally, I think that I am a big fan of Mexican food. I also will eat you know, Asian, specifically Japanese food Mm. all day. I love sushi and I eat it so much that sometimes it scares me because I watched an episode of, um, (laughs) what TV show is that? 911, I think. Oh, I love 911. And the guy ate so much sushi that he had a parasite inside of him. Warning, not trigger warning, but you know, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Hopefully this doesn't make anyone's skin crawl. I know. But it scares me because I eat it so much. Like I can prove how much I eat it and the frequency in which I eat sushi by all of the pictures I take of my meals. Like every other one is sushi. sushi. But anyway, anyway, not to, you know, ramble. I think my comfort meal is pasta. Any type of pasta. I'll take pasta any day. I love, you know, getting home or coming home I should say after like a busy day or even if I haven't done anything all day cooking some pasta and then getting under my blankets and watching a show or something that's that's happy time for Chelsea that's 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 happy time no pasta 
Yeah. Pasta I gotta be careful though. Pasta's always nice. Because pasta in large, large amounts, not good for you. Everything in moderation. Yeah, everything in moderation. I do not (laughs) take (laughs) I do not eat it in moderation. (laughs) We won't talk about that. Carbo loading, like you're ready to run a marathon. Listen, and then I sit and don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's bad. Okay. Oh. Um, so what else is there? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, I could talk about so many different things. I'm putting you on um, the spot. I mean, you have a highlight of your week? I do. I have a highlight of my week. Um, yes, it's like one of those like small little simple things that happen that I just got excited about. But mm-hmm. uh, I got a library card last year. Aww. The library that's here, I know, and I love the library because um it has so many windows it's like two stories and granted for some that would seem like you know oh just two-story library but coming from like Columbus County where like we had you know I was grateful for the library I've had a lot of great moments at the library but just me yeah. being a small town girl a living in a lonely world no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just me being like a small town girl and like being able to see I guess the bigger things that people have just make me excited so um, I've been just on this like mission to um, read a lot more books. And so mm-hmm. I like stocked up on probably too many that I could probably read in the next, what is that? A couple weeks. Cause I think That's I, have usually to, how it goes. I know I have to return them. Like I think four weeks from now, but anyways, I try to get like books that kind of tie into growing my knowledge in like public health, which I got two. I got one about like how to kill a city. I cannot remember the author, but it's about gentrification. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Then I've got one about like food marketing, which is interesting, food policy. And then I have like my leisure books. Um, I got one by Toni Morrison, which I think she's an incredible author. What's the name of the book? Toni Morrison, Jazz. It's called Jazz. I haven't started that one yet. But I will say um, there was one I wanted to finish, but I think they were out of it at the bookstore that I halfway went through. It's called God Help the Child by Toni Morrison. That one is very deep because it gets into like colorism and blackness. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just loved it. Um, and then I have another book about, it's like Jane Austen's rules for like modern dating. So I guess people compile different Mm-hmm. things that Jane Austen the same one who wrote like Pride and Prejudice I think yeah yeah compiled like a bunch of different like of her advice for modern dating I was just interested because it's like you know no one's nothing's really happening for your girl right now so maybe I need to sit yeah. back to the what they were doing <laughs> I mean, Jane Austen can sprinkle <laughs> some of her magic Listen, let me get back to this 1800s mm-hmm. type of mess minus the slavery where <laughs> where like the girlies were thriving and the girlies were yeah. having scooters. So I was just curious to see what she had to say, really just for the fun of it. Um, there's another book I got that I can't remember. But anyways, I just really want to make time for reading outside of school. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it's hard if when you're reading all day and then it's like, you don't want to feel, you don't want to yeah, do anything else. Yeah. So I'm really trying to make space for that. Yeah, I love that. And same, I 
used to enjoy like leisure pleasure reading that was something I did I feel like my mom was just really big on me reading so she had me doing book reports even when I wasn't in school like during the summer and I didn't mind because I thoroughly enjoyed it and so throughout like middle school high school I just was always reading then we hit college and I have to study these 20 pound they feel like 20 pounds (laughs) textbooks and read every single day and it's not like you know sometimes what you're reading is interesting sometimes you're just you're doing stuff just because you have to meet a requirement um but I just let go of reading I stopped basically for (laughs) four years and I wasn't reading for myself or reading for pleasure anything like that and then senior year towards the end I was just like okay I want to pick reading back up and I went on Amazon I've collected like all the picture all the screenshots I took of books that people had recommended and stuff Mm -hmm. and I finally went and ordered like a whole bunch of books I spent entirely too much money (laughs) I haven't gotten through the like whole pack of books that I bought yet I've read two out of like the 10 that I bought um but yeah I'm definitely here for you know reading for pleasure I love people underestimate the good vibes that libraries can bring oh yeah I don't know there's just something obviously it's the the quietness but it's also I don't know being surrounded by all of those shelves filled with just pages on some of the most absurd like topic like you're just surrounded by so much yeah. like historical books <laughs> to, you know fiction to 150 pages on you know monstera plants and like their entire <laughs> interview like it's just so much yeah and I don't know it's it's overwhelming but at the same time it's it's I don't know what word I want to use. It's peaceful. I don't know. It's very peaceful. It's very immersive. Not in the sense of like, I'm going to sit there and read all the books, but I think Mm -hmm. immersive in the fact that like you're saying, you're surrounded by all of this information, by all these opinions. And I think it's very cool because um, it's just like an opportunity for you to expand your knowledge. Yeah. outside of like traditional learning and stuff and it, and a lot of times library d- definitely do have a really nice calming vibe it's quiet it has to be quiet because otherwise people would tell others to be quiet um yeah I, I a couple of days ago when I was, I was at the library there was this man who I guess was taking like a a call like an important call but he was so loud and I think in the hallway so his voice was echoing now I didn't want to be the person to be like (laughs) (laughs) that just strikes more than one nerve like don't do that so and it was for a while and I was kind of like looking to see if the librarian was gonna get up and like say something he he did eventually but I just thought it was like okay we won't even talk about those people (laughs) the jail time i'm so sorry please (laughs) please do not do that like don't i just feel like there are certain times certain places that you just should not be on the phone speaking libraries for one since we're mentioning it 
don't do it when you're at a restaurant like eating with other people I feel yeah, like that's just a no and yeah I don't I don't my I just don't like that yeah I don't know any sort of like closed in quiet area especially when you're loud yeah it's not the vibes you know that TikTok yeah. sound yeah <laughs> it's not not the not it's not capital yeah. all caps not <laughs> yeah okay. yeah it messes up um, I don't know if this is <laughs> uh okay disclaimer even though we're like halfway through the episode none of this is like cohesive in no way is this following a flow it's kind of it just is and we said that at the beginning sort of but like we'll go from talking about politics to you know pasta yeah alliteration I don't know <laughs> don't be wanting those who speak too loud yeah. of the <laughs> no penalties. yeah so just forewarning anyone who plans on listening in the future yeah. you might be a little confused um oh one thing that there are a few things that kind of happened this week that I saw like on the internet or on Instagram or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. Did you hear about the black owner, homeowner, that got his, you know, property appraised for like what was it, for one hundred fifty thousand? But then he got a white person to go and you know do the same thing, and that their number came back as like seven hundred and fifty. I'm gonna find the guy. Not here. Yeah, a home. This is from New York Times. I'm reading. So for those listening, uh, but I saw the post on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, and wanted to read more about it. But a homeowner, so home appraised with a black owner was 472,000. With a white owner, it was 750. Wow. So let that just, you know, sink in. Same house, same same house that's all I'm gonna say it's the same house the only difference is the color of the homeowner's skin so we have Nathan Connolly and his wife Shanaima I hope I'm not butchering their names um and they lived in Maryland they filed the lawsuit which I would probably do as well but the gist of it is that they got their home or their property appraised for a you know amount of money that did not fit how much it was actually worth just because of you know the color of their skin wow I don't know like you know it is just a home appraisal but I feel like it's not just a home appraisal the amount of money that they were going to be cheated out of if they hadn't thought of you know having a white counterpart come in and ask the same questions yeah is kind of astounding and you think about all of the potential things that you know you and I or just random people in general have been you know cheated out of or um not necessarily told the truth about when it comes to certain things just because of how they looked or you know whatever the case may be so I thought that was an interesting story no, I think that's very interesting. And it, it kind of just shows you like the legacy of racial discrimination in terms yeah. of housing, in terms of building wealth. I mean, this is stuff that's been, 
you know for I, I know like in the 1930s when you know the whole issue with like redlining and like yeah black families um trying to get loans in order to own homes but they couldn't and then of course mm -hmm. you know you have these black neighborhoods where the property quote unquote the property value of the neighborhood went lower much less than those right. of you know, your white neighborhoods right but then and then they tried to bring you know white families into black neighborhoods to increase values and then we get into you know school segregation and how yeah. you know in the so-called black neighborhoods you had your you know, same school, same elementary school, same middle school, but, you know, curriculums might have been different. The books that they received might have been of lesser value, not value, but quality, or, mm -hmm. you know, they might have been understaffed, or, you know, buildings might have been falling apart, just different things like that, and then you go to, you know, your school two blocks down the road, because mind you, they were very close in proximity, but you go to your school two blocks down the road, and you have your white schools that were obviously white because of a plethora of different things. Um, we all know. But yeah, now that uh, it's been going on for a long time, and you can see it, you still see it to this day. It just changes um, forms. It just changes. Yeah the way that they're able to still discriminate. Cause obviously whenever you have, okay, you can't segregate in schools after Brown representation. Mm -hmm. It's like finding, trying to find every type of loophole to set us back yeah, and they find it. it. Um, and it's just one more thing that we have to fight for at the end of the mm -hmm. day, just to be treated not with equality, but with equity because we're already, we were already given the short stick from the beginning yeah. so now we're already be like way behind where we should have you know been so now mm -hmm. it's a matter of like having whatever resources that we need to give us that ability to be quote-unquote equals because if we were both treated equally it still would be unfair because they've already had the advantage so it's like mm -hmm. making up the difference so yeah I you know it, it's a lot of things to think about sometimes it can be a little um intimidating as we're like black young adults and just trying to like thrive and trying to like build our own type of generational wealth it's a lot of things against us a lot of progress that has been made I will say that I have to recognize that um but still sometimes it can be intimidating yeah so politics yeah back to politics, politics look at yeah, that right <laughs> I'm not like a political savvy person I'm not an expert I will tell you right mm -hmm. off that but I think there's a lot of cross between when I'm studying in public health and politics that sometimes it crosses a lot I don't think a lot of people realize that because when they see me they think nutrition but a lot of the conversations I've had in class always kind of boils back down to equity yeah. and housing and environments and all of that so yeah I mean just based, <laughs> on, based off of okay uh backstory sort of I guess you know um living in a small town um what some people may call like a food desert mm -hmm. and over the past few years kind of started in high school I was involved with a nonprofit organization um, that 
did a multitude of different things. They helped young children find jobs. When I say young children, not young children, I shouldn't say young children. We are not, you know, in for child labor. <laughs> but <laughs> youth at working age, <laughs> they helped them find jobs. So that was one thing because job security is something that people have been struggling for a long, struggling with, excuse me, for a long time. Um, and on top of that, just being able to work and make money for yourself and pay for things, um, is important, especially in, you know, Black communities and people who don't really have those opportunities. So that was one of the things. On top of that, they had, you know, community gardens, and they also partnered with local farmers, mainly Black farmers, to push their produce out to farmers markets so there was one in Columbus County and Bladen County mm-hmm. and whatever revenue they got back from the farmers market they were or the youth the program that I was with they were allowed to keep a certain percentage and then they gave the rest to the farmers um and it was kind of just that work but throughout like the eastern portion of North Carolina so they partnered with other programs that might have been doing the same thing um yes and I brought all of this up to say that you can tell the difference when it comes to living in like I said before what is considered like a food desert when you don't have access to you know the healthier food options or locally grown or um you know, sustainably grown, it's hard to find those things around here. It's easier to go to, you know, Walmart or what's another grocery store? <laughs> There's one called like Piggly Wiggly near us. <laughs> it was. It's, that's been out of business for years, but yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> um where the food might not be the best where it's sprayed with you know pesticides or certain things so that it lasts throughout you know transport to you know from Washington Mm -hmm. all the way up north on the west side west side (laughs) to southern North Carolina and you know in those days if you know we're generally speaking about the whole process that food goes through (laughs) go bad you know yeah um that's just that's not something that you want to put into your body and so uh yeah the program that I was with we just fought for equity and equality when it comes to food Mm -hmm. and then when we went to you know your predominantly white neighborhoods you could see the difference whether that be in support for what you're doing or you know the food since we're talking about the food yeah. um yes tangent kind of lost what I was trying to say at the beginning but we eh, might have brought it home just a little bit okay. <laughs> I see the direction that you're going with yeah. this I do. Yeah. um because you're right there is definitely a difference um you may not see a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods or a you know, some other grocery store in that category in your low-income, predominantly Black neighborhoods. You probably just won't see it. 
Um, and I think that's not just a coincidence. I think that definitely <laughs> goes back to the type of, uh, you know, clientele that the, the grocery chains are trying to like go out, you know. And then also, you know, why is, why is that food more expensive than, you know, your local, you know, Walmart supermarket or whatever the case may be? Because when you compare the prices of Trader Joe's or Publix or Whole Foods or Sprouts or whatever fresh advertises like fresh local farmers markets, um, you know, you look and see, okay, well, this is a dollar fifty cents at Walmart, while this is three dollars at Publix, and so then you're like, okay, well, why do I have to pay more, or why should I pay more, or why can't I have access to these things, mm-hmm. um, just because of you know where I may live or what I look like or where I'm from or whatever the case may be. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a lot. It's definitely all interconnected. It's all one and the same like we mentioned before it's been going on for centuries it's been here we might not hear about it as much or see it as much but you know you can still feel it and when those moments do come where we hear about black homeowners getting their property appraised for much less than a white person when they live either in the same area or it's the same house and they're just trying to get you know, the numbers matched. Um, it's like, oh yeah. That's that that makes sense. I can see why that happened because it's been happening. Yeah. It's been a thing. Yeah. Um yeah. Ah, the, uh, reality. Um, but yeah, it is all definitely interconnected. I do want to put a plug in for Aldi's. Mm-hmm. I did not realize. And that's maybe because we don't have an Aldi's back in Whiteville, but I just didn't realize, you know, how less expensive Aldi's was compared to Walmart when it came to their produce. I literally Mm -hmm. bought one of those, what size is that? Your regular cartons of like strawberries. It's usually like $2.98 or sometimes Mm $3.98 at Walmart for like a dollar and some change. And I was like, all of this time, like I've been sleeping on Aldi. Granted, (laughs) (laughs) I know. And like, I remember people like talking about like all these, all these, I think the closest one might be in actually, is there one in number 10? I may be wrong, but yeah, I was, I I mean, it goes to show you that, you know, certain pro like produce items do not have to be that expensive. I'm not exactly sure like who's their supplier for it um, and how Mm -hmm. they're able to get it less. But but yeah, definitely we're putting the plug in for all these because shoot, yeah, no, I I that. all these is good stuff. People all sleep on all good stuff. for sure. For sure. <sighs> Granted, you have to bring yeah. your own bags, but I feel like that's like makes it a very interesting experience, sustainable experience because you're yeah <laughs> trying to like yeah. you know limit you know plastic and waste and stuff. So I get that. Um, but yeah, that's about to be my store. I just feel, <laughs> I, I just feel like for all 24 years. Have you were cheated? I cheated. Where have you been on my We only life? had Walmart and Food Lion and Heels. Yeah. I mean, they'll have sales and Heels, but. But the thing is, Hills to me is so overpriced. Like it's overpriced. I think Hills is overpriced. Yeah, yeah. Some things, yeah. 
and it's in your I this goes back to it's just in your smaller you know predominantly black neighborhoods I just feel like let's ban hills no <laughs> no let's um yeah there's hills hills walmart and what was the other uh, hills walmart and food line and I don't know if it's I mean because I know hills obviously is like a local chain so I'm not exactly sure yeah. what the numbers look like versus that and like something as big as food line and walmart where maybe mm-hmm. they can't afford to have cheaper hills I don't yeah hills is only in in like southeast north carolina i don't okay, think is, is food line local food line is is all over i've never seen okay so it's a southern thing well, well actually is- hold on because food line there wasn't a food line in alabama no no the only thing i saw in alabama was walmart target sprouts whole foods Publix, and aldi and aldi's okay so maybe oh no food lines are all all over the u.s it's just certain places it seems like mostly in the south though but just not Alabama. But apparently there's some in Virginia. I don't know. A cool little Google shirt. Who knows? They're Southern Collective. Southern Selective. Yeah. Southern Selective. Selective. Like Belk. Like Belk, I know, is another one of those Southern Select stores. So mm-hmm. I think it just, I don't know, depends. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I don't even know how to bring this back. Um <laughs> <laughs> I guess moral is, uh, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, And I'm very appreciative towards, you know, what has been done when it comes to giving Black people more opportunities or, or helping areas that are predominantly Black or you know, removing stereotypes or removing sort of walls that have been built to not allow people of color access to more quality food, education, whatever the case may be. Um, But like I said, yeah, there's just a lot more work to be done and we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. And sometimes it feels a bit overwhelming because- There's so many different issues. And so I think sometimes I feel like the most effective thing is if, you know, we all kind of find the issue that just interests us the most. Yeah, we're passionate about. Yeah, because I mean, it's a lot to to try to be go into food policy and rights and stuff. Mm -hmm. Also try to seep into like, you know, police brutality and social justice. Yeah. Like there's there's so many issues and sometimes you could spread yourself thin. Um, or feel like you're not doing enough because you're not maybe, you know, helping out if you want to say in all of those different categories. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just important to know that the work that you are doing is valued and appreciated, you know we see it we appreciate whoever is listening if you are doing (laughs) work I feel like we're not even we're not talking about just one person or one thing but um yeah you're 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 doing great yeah we're all doing great we're all doing and like 
our parents say it takes a village and usually that's related to you know raising someone's child (laughs) but we're gonna apply this to social justice economic justice um all of that stuff so it takes a village and we see you village we see you villaging villaging yeah we see you villaging especially especially I feel like the you know those who may be listening who are our age um Mm -hmm. you know sometimes living that life of purpose or whatever expectation that you have for yourself in your 20 somethings can be very discouraging or frustrating um and so just remember to not compare yourself number one because that's never mm-hmm. helpful because all of us no matter you know if you if you feel like someone's living the most glamorous life um or you just feel like someone's just living a life that they need to do better we're all going through something and so I think what's most important is just remembering your own purpose and mm-hmm. like the the fact that you do because I think everyone who's living as some type of value to the world that we're in and so whatever that looks like for you just keep going whether you're in school whether you're not in school whether you're um you know doing stuff to personally develop yourself because I think another thing too is like you know you don't you don't have you shouldn't have to you know go up to getting a PhD and all of this to be recognized I think no matter what you're doing whether you're doing something that's traditional or non-traditional um you still are adding value and you should still be recognized and appreciated so yeah yeah. that just made me feel all warm and fuzzy Uh thanks jessica (laughs) 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 that was perfect i love that so much um yeah I have like a list you guys can't see um but I do have a list of things that I just you know wrote down yeah as my week progressed okay uh okay. and this has nothing I just want to put a plug in there and then we might go on a tangent once I say this because, <laughs> yeah, that's just what we do but I woke up this morning and was just in one of those weird manic deep cleaning mm. episodes I don't know like that just happens and I took everything out of my drawer dumped it on my bed refolded everything reorganized everything vacuumed wiped stuff down into my hands turned pruney um you know did whatever laundry was left changed my sheets just the whole the whole shebang Mm -hmm. and I feel like we don't deep clean enough can I say that I feel like (laughs) I don't know what I'm about to say. Not saying that we're dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But when I say deep clean, like as a black woman, mm. um, I was gonna say female, but you know, I am a woman. Excuse me. <laughs> as a black woman, especially someone who is natural, our pillowcases and like our headscarves, our bonnets anything we put on our hair needs to be deep cleaned like I cleaned my brushes that I used for detangling like my combs my nozzles to the hair dryer that I use even though I rarely use that thing it still needed to be cleaned like I deep cleaned my my satin pillowcases I did like this vinegar baking soda 
and dish detergent like mix and just mm-hmm. let that thing in there when I tell you the drastic change of that watercolor <laughs> was alarming <laughs> it was so gross like if you yeah anyway if you saw it you would be appalled um but yeah we I just feel like I needed to remind I guess someone myself Wash your pillows and your sheets yeah deep clean dirt. all of your natural girlies deep clean for sure yeah no your bonnets yeah. need some love yeah put them things in the washing machine the if oils that like you rancid oil yeah <laughs> <laughs> But also, I don't know if you have like an emotional support water bottle or like blanket or just something that you always have with you. For me, it's a blanket and a water bottle. Oh, is it right here? Is this the one with the? Again, you guys can't see, yeah, but I have a water bottle. Um, I think it's a hydro flask. I don't know. That doesn't really matter. It's very old, but I have stickers all over it. I have my. You look like an event, like yeah. Like I just have so much. I have a Pikachu sticker. I have some stickers from when I went to California, and we went to the Redwoods, like Northern oh. uh, Eureka, like Ukiah area. You we went there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see what else. We have. My old job. So I was a barista for two years. I worked at a coffee shop and. Mm-hmm. Huntsville, Alabama, called the dark side. I think that they are under like new management or going towards that. So I don't know if it's open right now, but once it opens back up, definitely go and, you know, get some of that black owned coffee. Mm-hmm. It was a black owned shop. Um, and I miss that job so much. Anyway, I have a sticker from there. Okay. I have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg sticker. I have, um, a sticker from this like mobile farmer's market oh Carolina what is it called local local motive that's what it's called just like random stickers from I've never heard of the farmer's market that's so cool yeah this is my emotional support water bottle I had to wash that today as well because you know you're drinking (laughs) out of a cup every single day gotta wash it. in your mouth on one particular spot <laughs> you gotta wash it you gotta scrub it scrub it bleach it down bleach it down that elbow grease in there those bacteria will hide in the cut and then you'll wake up and be like be pretty <laughs> Torah. yeah uh oh. so, i don't know why i felt impressed to mention that but no, i think no cleaning is very important cleaning is is a part of our help and I think it's also like relaxing too when you put on some good music and clean it's that can be nice now granted I did some deep cleaning here like I think last week and it was a little frustrating because it was a lot more than I bargained for but anyways mm-hmm. I felt you can break it up and like do a weekend thing of deep cleaning and just I, I did well yeah but the thing is for me because I was like starting class I just felt I needed to like have a that like a semi-organized space even though I just yeah. so for me sometimes it's just stressful if I'm just like seeing a bunch of things that need to be done that's not done it just distracts me 
So no. yeah, there were some nights where I just I just bit the bullet and just stayed up late. Just I hope I didn't like bother my neighbors because I was up so late just vacuuming. I was like, man, I hope they don't hate me. But yeah, Jessica, they <laughs> filed the complaint. You just haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> I know that one girl that lives in 22B. Yeah, she needs to move. <laughs> right. She's vacuuming at four o'clock in the morning. It probably wasn't you that toddler up. <laughs> You disturb the sleep of a, you know, newly, newly delivered mother. Uh, she just had her baby two weeks ago. Oh, she hasn't been sleeping. So <laughs> her baby finally was able to go to sleep. And here I am. And oh I would feel so bad <laughs> you you did it Jessica you you better feel bad feeling <laughs> energy uh, okay wow um so we are nearing the weekend for those who again don't know episodes are filmed on Friday and then you know we're I prepare to like release them on Sunday so Jessica to kind of close out this episode because I feel like we talked about a lot and just I guess to do a a recap yeah we um you guys met my friend Jessica you learned about you know what she's studying in school we talked about politics a few times (laughs) um we talked about you know racial disparity when it comes to the south but just in general um and now we are coming to an end and dear friend Jessica what is one way that you I guess like to restart your week one way that I love to restart my week is usually on Fridays I will do like my grocery shopping for the next upcoming week Mm. um for me that's just something relaxing um a lot of times it's mostly produce because that's what I run out the most and then of course whatever other things um and then I what else do I do I, I really try to restart the week by um just kind of doing something that I enjoy during the weekend mm. um Lately, that's looked a lot like shopping. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I have a cart open in my tab like right now <laughs> that I will be purchasing. After Girl, it's and it's like it's it's therapeutic, but I'm like, okay, this can't be my only means of therapy, or I'm gonna be broke, and then that's gonna make me more stressed out, and then I won't know. What I feel to like do. it's to- no, it's tough. To- it's kind of toxic because you have this like love hate relationship yeah. with online shopping. Because one, I'm, you're spending money, yeah. but also what money? Because yeah, last time I checked, <laughs> last time I checked, my bank account said no. Yes. And also, you just find you get this, you know, those happy endorphins are released because oh, yeah. you have something new, and then getting great. mail is fun. Gifts yeah. are great. Yes, but then that cycles back to where's the money coming from? I should not be doing this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a balance. And I'm the type of person, I find joy in not buying things for full price. So Mm. I'm I'm out here saving and all of that. But it's like, if you get 10 things for $12, still going to add up to something. So 10 things for $12? Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. 
I mean, it's, and it's still a good deal, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. even in sales, you could end up spending more than what you wanted to. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I, I I do like enjoy you know shopping and stuff on the weekends. Also, you know, of course, with like the Sabbath coming, that's always really nice to kind of kickstart my week because I can just you know rest and yeah. use some like playing of my guitar which I actually haven't done in a while I don't know why but like last weekend like again for those who don't know Jessica is still black because Jimi Hendrix is black (laughs) wait not Jessica (laughs) keep going let me reach Jessica has not changed her race (laughs) she doesn't plan on newsflash <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Back to what I was trying to say. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. No, because what? Anyway. Um, Jessica is the acoustic Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's a compliment. The the con- contemporary Jimi Hendrix. Is that what we're gonna say? That's what we're gonna that's say. That's a compliment. But I was saying still black because Jimi Hendrix was black. So I was like I was gonna say oh, she's a black Jimi Hendrix, yeah. but he's black, so like you can't anyway. Yeah, no, I, I got yeah. you. I got you. And actually, yeah, so like that's something I've been trying to steep, steep into. Actually, what I'm realizing is I feel like I was in my brain, I was wanting to be more folk. I love folk music, granted, and I love singer songwriter music and all of that. But I think in my head, because I play guitar, I feel like I had to, you know, I was limited to only you know, a certain genre also because I don't know a lot of chords anyways, but like, I'm realizing the older I get that like my sound or what I would want my sound to be just feels like a combination of like a lot of different influences. And I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like excited to kind of steep into, I love jazz music. I love neo soul R&B type of music. Mm -hmm. I love that acoustic side of it. And I think I didn't really do it because I was intimidated because of like, all of like the sultriness and all of the runs and stuff and so I kind of just stick to something that was comfortable but I'm hoping like in the future to kind of kind of go that direction so that's mm-hmm. something that's gonna be fun <laughs> here's another little positive you know not information per se but like a uh, positive plug I don't know so the first one I think we mentioned was um not overwhelming yourself because you feel like you're not, you know, changing things as quickly as you want Mm. when it comes to the world and um, this realm of, you know, race being such a big factor when it comes to receiving the respect and stuff that we deserve. Mm. Um, And then the next one, I guess, would be, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You might feel comfortable doing something, um, but try new things. Yeah. yeah. Get out. And don't be so worried about what other people are going to say. Yeah. I, like, people don't care. And I don't mean to say that in a way of like, you they know, don't. you are mean, but people don't care. My mom would tell <laughs> me that all the time. And I never understood until I got into, you know, like my adult living on my own, that like era. People really like, they don't care at all they aren't worried about you they're not looking at you and even the things that we see in like pop culture that people are caring about one day the next 
like couple it's days on to the next they are not thing. thinking about it thank you it's on to the next thing and so like yeah. get out there and and do, do what you, you gotta do do what makes you happy do doesn't what matter what happy. stay authentic yeah <laughs> um no seriously stay off of it I think you said stay off the internet I said stay authentic but you know what oh. <laughs> the internet could also be staying authentic <laughs> Not me one agreeing with something you said, and then two not even saying. <laughs> you know what? That's what true, though. Stay off the internet, kids. It's, <laughs> it's a very Take social media breaks. Oh we need goodness. to. Yes. We got to do yes. that. Yes. Um, but we were talking about music, so I guess to kind of close this, yes. I think I want to start like asking my guest or just adding a song that I've had on repeat for the past week um so for you Miss Jessica what song have you been listening to frequently this week okay so um I can't really pinpoint one song because I feel like I listen to a lot of different songs but I will say I have this spot this Spotify playlist called like wake up uplifted or something Mm -hmm. and um one song that I do love and I could play it over and over again is okay by Samat um I would definitely recommend it's on Spotify and all the platforms you can get music but for me I just love waking up listening to okay because it just feels like one big affirmation in a song and it's just kind of a reminder when you wake up in the morning that everything is going to be okay like there's there's like the chorus it basically is honestly, I will be okay. I will be okay. And all of that. And it sounds simple, but like the other verse, like the more I kind of went through like days and woke up the next day and listened to the song again, like the verses kind of hit home more. Um, So I will be okay by Samant was definitely something that, yeah, I love, love that song. Also, I'll put another plug in for this. This is another song I listen to on repeat too, but it's called Wait On You by James Fortune. Shout out to gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, there's a line that I love, but it says, um, wait, I say, wait, I say, going through the valley, still got away. Would I say, would I say, even on the mountaintop, I still have to wait. So it basically the song is just like talking about huh, how, you know, we go through life and there may some maybe some things that we have to, to just wait on for, whether that's, you know, a success that we're working towards, whether we're just waiting to find a place of peace or find a place of joy, whether we're on this mountaintop, you know, experience or deep in the valley where everything sucks. It's just a reminder just to keep, just to stay waiting because at the end of the day, God is with us. He has us. And it's just another song that just keeps me, I really try to stay uplifted and motivated. Yeah. If it's something on repeat. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. And music can definitely make or break your mood. Like, you know, when they say don't listen to sad music when you're sad, don't do it. (laughs) Because it's just going to make it worse. Absolutely. Yeah, music has so much power and weight. And I love that. Ah, the songs, I'm going to add them to my uh, queue um, and listen to them. Um, But yes, again, thank you so much. Thanks for joining me on episode two. Absolutely. I am so happy 
that you took the time out to, you know, talk with me. And I loved all the advice that you gave. And that is the end of the episode, guys. So remember to, you know, restart, reclaim, realign, reignite, and reset. Okay. Bye, guys.